In this week's roundup, Bayern and RB Leipzig show that why they're title contenders. Madrid show off their muscle and Spurs Liverpool duel turns chaotic at White Hart Lane. Plus, Serie A looks to be a true two-horse race. We recap the midweek matches and preview some Champions League matchups with Daniel's best bets. Full-time roundup starts right now. Welcome into this week's full-time roundup. Matt Gesson here alongside Daniel Brackett. As always, Daniel, where do we start? So much action. But first, are you recovered from your weekend? I know we were together on Saturday, and you were already feeling pretty low from a result that we'll get to here shortly. But then, of course, there were some other results that don't necessarily pertain to the pod. Uh, but how are you doing? Because, again, it was a rough weekend for, for, for you from a results standpoint. Honestly, Matt, I'm in, I'm in purgatory. Don't know what I did to deserve this. I just – all my teams for all leagues and sports – Every single one of them lost, 0-3. Some in dramatic fashion, some just angering results here. So I'm glad to have a beautiful day on a Monday out here at Nota Company Store. A drink in my hand, drinking the Spirit. What does it say? Spirit, Spirit of Radio, Radio Kolsch. It's, it's pretty damn good. Vibes are good here now. And it's a new week, a new page, and a clean slate here. Well, you did mention uh, some terrible results for you, although you are strong in your kit today. I will give you credit for that coming out. Still repping the squad. So, uh, as always, what are we starting with and what are we wearing today? So I'm wearing the, uh, the second kit from the inaugural season of Charlotte FC, uh, the Mint City kit, if you will. Um, with It's the black with the mint green. Probably my favorite kit. Gorgeous of, kit. Of Definitely Charlotte FC. Kit. Lester, it was so good Lester copied it last year. If you saw that, um, so I love it. Got 22 Charlotte on the back for the year we started. I thought that was better than a player at that moment. Uh, but how about you? Uh, no kit for me today. Starting to run out of kits, but uh, there will be more coming. So don't worry about that. I, I am wearing a in honor of uh, Chelsea playing today. Uh, I am wearing a pride, the pride of London shirt, uh, which has the Chelsea crest on it. Of course, it was a, a West London derby today. Got the W, which we'll get into here shortly, but. Uh, a few other games we want to cover first. Of course, Daniel, like I mentioned, a really busy week, uh, midweek in, in a couple of leagues. I uh, was on pause as there were some cup games, uh, EFL Cup and, and Polka, German Polka Cup. So we'll cover those first. And then, of course, as always, we'll dive into the domestic leagues. And then, uh, again, Daniel on fire with his bets, and we'll cover those later on as well. But, uh, again, want to start off with the cup reviews. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, one of the best times of, you know, of watching football is always all the midweek games, all the cups, whether that's Champions League or, or, EF, or EFL Cup or Carabao Cup or FA Cup or whatever cup you want to add, for make it cup. for the cup. Uh, and so Chelsea, as I mentioned, played today, but they also played on Bright against Brighton. Um, seems to be starting a trend there. We got that W, one nothing win against Brighton, and, and we've rolled into to a back-to-back wins. But um, that that win was a a big turning point for us. Not sure, uh, you know, how much of that game really kind of played in. We, we, we looked shaky. Uh, a couple chances for Robert Sanchez to, to really give Brighton a one or two goal lead early, and we, we weathered the storm, get a late goal or a goal from Nico Jackson, which was huge. Uh, and like I said, a one nothing win uh, and advance to, to play arguably a soft team in Blackburn, um, you know, which will help us as well continue that momentum. You guys had a, a different type of game, um, but still a result nonetheless. It was a, it was a good win, scrappy. Uh, 
Lester go down off a counterattack, off a free kick, and and get one early at Anfield. And I was kind of just thinking to myself, is this really going to happen again, where we concede a first goal and then win 3-1, and the exact thing happened. Um, so, I mean, good to respond. We we were pretty much even on goal tally with other teams in the first half, but I've outscored. Uh, basically everyone by an outstanding margin in the second. It seems like we're a second-half team, and I hope we buck that trend soon just because it's going to hurt us at some point badly. But, uh, hey, we won. Can't really complain. We it, got a good draw. It was a tricky game, too. I mean, Leicester, Leicester are good. Best, they're they're best championship best team. Championship team. Yeah. They were a Premier League team last season, some really good players. So No, and so good squad and, and a good 3-1 win, like you mentioned. Another tricky game uh, that was a, probably the, the – matchup of the round i would say daniel yeah. uh newcastle versus city um, we'll get to city later on here as well but uh, newcastle get a massive win um advance and knock out city the the discussion of the quad is no longer in discussion um, and a trophy that city have not won in you know within this run that they've been uh, they've been on the last couple seasons technically a quad is still possible just not for city for newcastle with champions league right wouldn't that be fa cup premier no, they're out. The only team that can oh, do it is, is right. Newcastle. Right, there is a right. quad. In, there is still a okay. quad. It is Newcastle, Which though. Surprisingly, happen. correct. Excuse me on that, but um, but yeah, no. I mean, I'm every time City lose, I'm happy. Uh, happened to be twice this week, so that's an even better week for both of us. Actually, just gonna harp on it now. Danny Brams did ask, "What is your celebration when City lose?" And my answer for that is the Klopp air punch. I usually do that when City lose or get scored on. How about you, Matt? Uh, I just kind of clap to the gods and, and hope that this continues. A, a blessing. A blessing and say, <laughs> okay, let's uh, you know, let's hope it continues. But uh, a loss and, and surprising one. We'll get into. You already kind of alluded to some some more drop points for them, which is a, again a, a strange week, but uh, it is what it is for City and uh, a team that seems to be kind of up and down. Daniel is is Everton. They get a win over Villa, knockout Villa, convincing, um, win, too. convincing win. So that's what two on the trot for them, yeah. and then uh, an interesting game that we'll again we'll get into. We're not trying to preview too much here on the show. There's, there's a lot going on this week, but uh, an interesting game against Villa. Uh, in advance, yeah. I did not. I didn't see that one coming, um, but it is the cup, and usually crazy results do happen. So, I mean, any any results not that surprising, but that was probably the one that took me took me by surprise. Other than Wolves losing to Ipswich, especially they went up 2-0, and Ipswich scored three goals in answer. Just more pain for Wolves, but they were able to bounce back, like you said. Now, kind of quickly rapid fire here, Arsenal. United, Burnley, West Ham, all the favorite teams won mostly comfortable for the most part. Um, and I will say it does, and I, I do have a question for you now because, of course, City going out, um, it's a wide-open tournament, right? It is, um, yeah. You know, of course, you would assume Arsenal, probably the favorite, right? Maybe maybe <laughs> Newcastle. Um, but, who, you know, is there any team that stands out to you that would be that favorite? Of course, like I said, City going out kind of makes this thing wide open at this point. Yeah, well, it definitely helps. Um, I don't – I don't – I mean, obviously, my natural reaction is Liverpool has a chance here, but I, I don't know if Klopp has a uh, has a past of just throwing out the kids at the end if if the fixture congestion stacks up here, and I think Arsenal would probably do the same. So, and if United gets bounced early, they could be a, a low key run. Um, and they have Newcastle next, which is a tough matchup for them so too. If so, they, if they leapfrog Newcastle, who's the second, probably. 
favored out of that. Um, it's kind of wide open, though. I would love to see a championship or lower squad kind of compete here. We saw one get to the semis last year. So, you know, it's always cool with the Cup to see kind of the David Riskalyze scenario. So that'd be really cool just to root for some team to kind of go far in it. But uh, as we rotate to the oh, – who, actually, who's your favorite? Sorry. Of course, Chelsea, naturally, right? Of course, naturally, they're on the win. Yeah. No, but uh, I would have to put you guys up there and, and probably Arsenal. Well, you guys don't um, have any like, – No, this is our, this so is our real go. thing. Yeah, theoretically, you know, this is kind of – you know, you're seeing – in real time right now what the wear and tear of, of some of these teams having so many cups and so many tournaments and yeah. competitions going on so um, it is nice to have only this to focus on from our perspective uh, it all depends on the draw again we got Blackburn you know uh, that could change in the next good round draw. but a good draw for us as opposed to a team like Newcastle getting United and you guys having West Ham I believe so uh, you know tough tough schedule um, but you like I mentioned transitioning quickly over to, to the German Polka Cup uh, two teams that were not upset by lower division teams uh, of course we kind of expected that lower Bundesliga lower um, German football is not as strong as say the championship although they may beg to differ uh, Byron Byron win um, I think 4-0 against a, a very lowly um, I can't even remember the team that they played a fifth division team I think it was uh, so 4-0 move on and uh, only only thing coming out of that is uh, Serge Nabry getting an injury, looked to be a broken arm or some yeah. some some type Classic of injury. Yeah, there. so it's tough. it's tough, and you didn't see him on the weekend, so you kind of hope that it's a quick injury and something that he can maybe put a hard cast on and play through. But um, otherwise, uh, pretty ho hum. Leipzig also get a win and, and kind of favorites Gritty, advance. Though. Gritty, Gritty win. It yeah. was uh, against Vehan Wiesbaden. Uh, my mom was born in Germany, but she would not be proud of that pronunciation. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. Leipzig were always controlling this match, and the last 10 minutes I was watching it were very sketchy. Like, we were thinking, I was thinking to myself, this actually might happen here for them. I think they're in the second league of the Bundesliga. I don't fact check me on that. I'm checking right now. Just to ch Yeah, they are. They are. So, they're pretty low, though, in the second Bundesliga, so they're kind of, they almost had that upset. Good to see, though. Interesting games. Bayern looked like they were partying the day before. Didn't really look up to the match. They, it is Oktoberfest. Yeah, so, it was Oktoberfest. You know. They could have put probably 15 past them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, not really. Just another game. Tired legs probably as, as they played this weekend. But, uh, yeah, as we rotate the Premier League, the uh, title race heats up here. So what game do you want to go over first? I think we have to talk about the big one, right? I yeah, mean, the one that, you know, the one that uh, set the bill on, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, of course, we are talking about Spurs and, and Liverpool at White Hart Lane, uh, the, the primetime 3 p.m. game in, in England, uh, 3.30 game, excuse me, 12.30 here. I know we were watching that together along with our, our buddy John Hayes. So uh, battle of, of Liverpool and, and Spurs fans. I was neutral and got to watch uh, you two going at it. It was pretty cordial, not going to lie. It was a little bit cordial than I thought it would be, but... Uh, man, what a game and, and uh, some big, big decisions here in this match that, that ultimately changed the game. Uh, you know, love to hear your thoughts first, of course, uh, being being the uh, the driver of this one with uh, with your fandom towards Liverpool. Yeah, well, the uh, this game was one of the most frustrating games I think I've, I've ever watched, honestly, in my Liverpool career here. So, yeah, the, the match is pretty wide open. I, I actually turned to John. I'm like, this this could be a Premier League classic game. 4-3 thriller, like goals galore, just it, it really looked great. And then Curtis Jones goes in hard for a challenge. If you freeze frame it, when he's touching the ball, 
it looks fine. And then his follow through just happened to kind of unluckily roll over the ball. If you play soccer, you'll understand this is not a malicious intent. Now, you can go back and forth if that's a red card or not. If you freeze frame, a thousand percent it's a red card. But if you understand, where else was he going to put his foot? That's what I struggle with. But let's just move on from the red card, the first red card. And so, you know, Spurs answer with a sun goal. And Liverpool actually are looking great with 10 men. I actually turned to my buddy James, who was also with us, and I said, this could be another Newcastle result here. Uh, you know, smash and grab three points. Diaz goes and scores a, a wonder goal that's called offsides. We got fucked here. Sorry, parents, for the, the poor language here, but... Uh, there is an explicit I, on I, the next to the name is. of verse. So. I wish PGMOL took me to dinner before they did that to me. Um, they didn't even draw the lines. Apparently, it was a miscommunication, and the VRA, VAR decided, thought they actually called it a goal, not offside, so complete miscommunication. How can you let that stand? It's literally ridiculous, especially what hurts worse is when City happen to drop points. That's what hurts the worst about this all. It goes worse for us. The goal gets called off sides. Gakpo actually levels it, gets hurt, another dagger, and then Jota gets a stupid yellow on a soft foul against Udogi. Udogi actually signals for the yellow card, which is actually yellow cardable offense these days. And then Jota obviously can't defend the second challenge. Horrible brash slide tackle. Another red card. I'm looking at like I mean Klopp's era with red cards is very little very little red cards and we had two alone in this game that's i think our fourth or fifth this season some very weird numbers here when it comes to this season it's been weird um so it it i feel like robbed of just like i went out with everybody i was expecting a good match and just to kind of played nine men down really sucked kind of sucked the life out of the match but i gotta give it to the boys they, they played their hearts out there and i mean it was all the way up Zero or one one until the what ninety fifth minute when Joel Matip own goal, which is it was a great own goal, great, great own goal though. If you're talking cheese. about own goal, talking cheese. about own goals, so, it was a great game. You mentioned the first twenty minutes or so back and forth. I think to your point, had this had this been eleven v eleven, it would have been a, a game for the ages. Uh, both teams attacking. You could set, you could see what they were trying to do. Of course, we've. I think everyone's talked about how Spurs have, have changed their style, become more offensive and, and open at the back, and, and you guys love that counterattack. Exactly, and yeah. So you could see kind of that this game was going to be having that moment, and then that red card completely changes the game. First the, the, the red card, and then almost immediately after the, the goal that, you know, PGMOL comes out and says, apologies, it's a human error. Uh, that's, you know, we're getting to the point now where that's multiple times this has happened over the course of a couple of seasons. I think they really need to take a look in the mirror and see what they're doing. Um, I've no, I've gone on rants about about VAR, and we, we certainly can go further into it. But just a weird one, completely changes the game, and uh, and Spurs get the win, like you mentioned on that last that last minute um, Matip own goal. Uh, you also mentioned kind of the the, the bounce and, and what it would have done if um, having City drop points. Spurs now up to second, yeah. um, tied with Arsenal after their their easy win against Bournemouth. Um, City though. Uh, Still remain at the top of the table, Daniel. Um, it's a weird one because they haven't looked good the last couple of games. We talked about their loss against Newcastle, and now they lose to Wolves of all teams. Yeah. Um, the Korean guy. The Korean yeah, Chan <laughs> comes in and uh, and scores the game winner. Nice, nice finish. You know, a uh, uh, selfish pass um, from Kunha, 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 Kunha. Kunha. Uh, and and finds him open and puts it in. And um, 
you know, how important, we've talked about this before, that, that red card from Rodri and, and how different they've looked. You know, I think that first goal um, from Neto, Rodri would come over there and, and kind of either diffuse the situation or at least push that ball out of bounds or, or change the dynamic yeah. there. So mm-hmm. um, it, are we really starting to see the impact of Rodri being out? And, and, and have Wolves found a, a style of how you attack City and, and maybe make a, a model for the rest of the team? Yeah. Blueprint, if yeah. you will. Yeah, no. Um, I, I was thinking this would be a gritty City win, but I did not expect they had that amazing equalizer, and I thought, okay, City's in the driver's seat. What, here. A, what we, a free kick, by the yeah, way! It was. We know what's going to happen here, um, and it's just. I mean, Gary O'Neill's done a good job. He's been pretty unlucky, I feel like, at Wolves for the most part, and I, I, I mean, that was huge result for Wolves in the relegation race here, and maybe that is a blueprint, just. But I also think there are holes in this the city team, and it's going to be very interesting next week as you know they play Leipzig and then Arsenal back to back with off two losses here. It's going to be really interesting to see if they drop more points. And I know that uh, if Pep already it had hair, he'd probably be losing it right about now, scratching his head to figure out a solution here. Yeah, interesting times in, in Manchester. You would not think that that would be the case for for at least the team, the blue side of Manchester, of course. The, the red side of Manchester has just been uh, in complete shambles. They do get the win midweek against Crystal Palace. Unfortunately, have to play Crystal Palace again. Um, a, lot, a lot of discussion about Crystal Palace putting out a, a lesser squad in the cup and then having their, their arguably their A squad on the weekend. Uh, get the points, uh, beat, meet Manchester United 1-0. Uh, Daniel, what is going on in Manchester? The booze came running down again. This is the worst start in Manchester United his 34 years in the Premier League. So 34 years, and this is their worst start. Did not and, know that. And, and the boos were coming down at the end of the game, again, for the second week in a row. Yeah, I mean, it's the boo boys are, are always tough, and it's hard because you want to back your team, but when the product's not there. But we got to also remember that this team is injured for the most part a lot. It's not – it's a crisis at this point, and they're playing two games a week with this crisis. So – I, I think that they're not going to react harshly and, and sack Ten Hag now. I think that you have to evaluate him when, when the squad's healthy. But I did see Crystal Palace getting a result at some point this week, one of the games, and they just prioritized the Premier League, which is surprising for a team like Crystal Palace. You're probably not going to get relegated, so you might, wanna, might as well go for the cup, and they did the exact opposite of what I thought they'd do. Um, so, I mean, I'm not really worried that much about United I think that they'll be okay but if they want European football they need to react soon yeah and you mentioned of course uh, Eric Ten Hag probably safe I think the fans have have bigger problems with the ownership and the booze may have been for that I think you'll start to see some more more animosity towards the ownership that's been go- ongoing for years now it feels like and uh, we thought there was going to be a, a solve at the end of this uh, debate with the team up for sale from the Glazers they've reneged that that possibility of selling the team so that's an interesting one to look out for you mentioned the injuries uh, you know having uh, a round bat on the left at left back yeah. it's a strange position yeah, he's a right-footed player too so you're putting him on his opposite side in a position he's not really comfortable Christian with right yep and you, I mean you mentioned Lissandra Martinez out and so you have Harry Maguire that comes in but then oddly enough Ten Hag puts him up top as a as a center forward and just things were very strange with he's the had, way he's a big head though he does have a big head so you never know what could have happened there slab head as they called him uh, and he's notorious for putting balls in the net just not his own or 
putting him in his own. So uh, interesting times there, of course. Um, you know, they're sitting currently in 10th, the team that, look out, Daniel, look out now. Up to 11th after our victory today is Chelsea. They got a big th three points against Fulham, scoring two goals. I mentioned the win against Brighton, so now that's three goals in two games. Who is this Chelsea? I don't quite know. I'm excited by it. I'm really I was texting a couple of my friends during the game. I was a little giddy. I was like, this is what we're looking for. Uh, to be fair, though, and we've talked about this, we saw this coming a little bit, right? The, the games have been predominantly dominated by Chelsea. They just haven't put the ball in the net. Today they put two in, and, and you get three points. I think you're starting to see the momentum. You're starting to see how Poach wants the team to play. Um, a lot of youngsters, again, um, Armando Broja gets in and, and gets a goal. Mudrik gets a goal. Um, so, you know, starting to see the ball go in the net, which is a great feeling. And... Um, we have Burnley and then a couple of really difficult games to come. Do you roll with Broja? If he's healthy, he did come off, and, and you hope it's a small right. knock. Um, you know, th can this guy stay healthy? That's the really big question. He's been hurt he his whole so career. Good at Southampton. He was. He so really good. was. And he was really good today, too. Uh, but that knock, and, and of course, the, the game's coming fast. We play Saturday. So we'll see. Hopefully, he's healthy. But this is what we look for from Chelsea. Let's. Let's reevaluate after Burnley. If you, if you win Bur Burnley and put two result, three results, three together, results yep. then then yep. Posh needed a result here really badly. Yes, and so it's it's good to see that Chelsea are finally responding. And and he was, I mean, Matt was. We were buying beer today, and Matt was singing the song, very happy. And I haven't seen him like that in six weeks now. So. Winning cures a lot of I, things, winning Daniel. Winning cure cures all, so. a team that hasn't won though is is Brighton. Uh, we mentioned that a. Chelsea took them out on in the cup, and then of course you would expect a bounce back against Villa. And um, I was I was late to the party on on Saturday. I was a little bit uh, sleeping in, and I got some texts from you like I couldn't believe this happened. And um, six from Villa, six. Yeah, uh, Brian are are stumbling right now, and I think the the fixture congestion they're not used to, and in Zerbi. Zerbi is going to have to answer a lot of questions because a lot before two weeks ago he was getting maybe he's right for Chelsea maybe he's right for this job and that job and you gotta you gotta you know be able to rotate your squad and and they do have a few injuries like Gross and, and Milner some of the senior uh, players in that uh, dressing room and so it's going to be interesting how he how he kind of navigates this especially with a, a midweek game here and I, I did like Villa with the matchup just because Brighton plays such a high line, and if you can exploit that high line and kind of invite them in and then counter, then they are very exposed. And when it goes badly, we've seen it goes very, very badly. They've gotten humbled a few times now, um, record to show to date since the Zerbies came in. But I think Brighton's a good side. They're one of the most, most entertaining peop uh, teams to watch. Now, I think people should temper their top four discussions, but I think top seven is still attainable even with these very, like, I guess, variants of results here. Um, but I kind of want to talk a little relegation battle here. Sure. Um, Absolutely. And by the way, neither team that we just talked about are a relegation battle, so yeah, yeah. to your point. Just to rotate yes. into the relegation battle, um, Luton, Thump, Everton. Not Thump, okay. They, let's, they carry, let's not get carried it, away. 2-1. It, it felt, two, like, it felt like a Thump thing with Luton <laughs> beating after Everton beats Villa what happened here I mean I've been I've been on the the Everton case all year you don't know what you're gonna get Sean Dyche gets a big result um, you think okay this may be the right in the ship and they they get a win in the cup and uh, you know we've talked about their their additions and scoring a few goals Beto and in, in, in particular maybe 
you know, they have uh, Calvin Lewin that could maybe look together, and then they put up a stinker. It's still Everton, Daniel. Um, I guess so. It, it's still Everton. They, you know, they are in trouble. They have a massive fixture this week against Bournemouth, uh, another kind of six-pointer like this one was. They, Sean Dyche needs to win this game. Um, otherwise, the, the heat is back on after arguably suppressing some of that heat. But, you know, they, they go down to, to Bournemouth and, and lose, lose there. Um, you know, they're, they're talking, you're looking at Burnley's situation. Uh, of course, Burnley hasn't won yet, but you're, you're looking at that kind of, that kind of conversation and it's, it's dire times in Merseyside. What did I do to be a fly on the wall in that dressing room after that loss to Luton? I mean, Sean Dyche was probably ranting and raving. It's Luton, lads. What are we doing? But, and, I mean, on, and on the flip side, credit to Luton, who yeah. everyone was talking about, you no know, doubt. they're going to be the worst team in, in history. They're going to get less points than Derby County with 11 and, and, and four points since those conversations came about. So they may not win again, but, you know, c- credit to them for, for getting a W. What, they've won before Burnley and Sheffield, right? Yep. Because Burnley hasn't gotten a win yep, either. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so tough. And as we speak about Burnley, they lose again to Newcastle. I mean, this was... With, with the fixture congestion and, and Newcastle playing European football, these these, te- these teams are, like, prone to, to drop points at some point. And, you know, you, you see West Ham and you see Newcastle both get good results here. Um, they kind of bounce back. So Yeah, and you mentioned see. the midweek game, of course, the big one at St. James's Park playing PSG. And so there was a, it was an easy game to look over. Yeah, um, no, but, absolutely. But they do get that W and then – Another team, Daniel, that is just having a really tough time at the bottom here is, is Sheffield United. Uh, they give up two goals, uh, and, and and that's ten goals conceded in two games. That's an outlier, that hurts. Right? It hurts because you give up eight. Yeah, I game. know, I know, but you still <laughs> give up eight, but it still counts. And uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough situation. Uh, of course, you know there are teams that in other leagues. Of course, we went through the top to bottom in the Premier League. Um, so working our way back up to the top of the table in the Bundesliga. Um, Daniel, this is a fun race right now. Um, of course, we all feel Bayern Munich is more than likely going to win it for the 12th year in a row. But they had a, a great match against RB Leipzig. RB, RB jumps out to a 2-0 win- lead uh, in the first half. A couple questionable decisions by the goalkeeper. We That may, you know, Manuel Neuer is on his way back, so maybe that, that tempers some of that. But uh, jumps out to a 2-0 lead, but, but Bayern fight their way back and get a, uh, get a draw out of this on the road. Yeah, what... I mean, the Byron board has just been awful the last couple of years now. And what I didn't understand is even though Neuer broke his leg last year and he was expected to be back for preseason, he didn't. it didn't happen. But this guy has been out of football for months now. Why didn't you just keep Jan Sommer for, you know, six more months and then sell him in January if, if Neuer was healthy? I mean, Sven Ulreich's a decent keeper, but in the big games, if you want to win titles and compete in the Champions League – why risk it, you know, even in the group stage? So we kind of see, you know, him make a couple blunders here. And, hey, Leipzig stepped up to the occasion here, and it's good to see because some of these teams get results against, you know, bad teams or mid-table teams. And when it comes to Bayern, Bayern just humbles them. We've seen that for, like, what, a decade now? decade now, yeah. So yep. it's good to see that they kind of – I mean, it hurts that they choked away a 2-0 lead, but – I mean, what are you going to do when you have Harry Kane and Leroy Zane? And, and, the, and the lineup that Byron has. Yeah. And, and to that point, I guess my question for you is, is who is this a better result for? Of course, RB at home. You mentioned dropping the 2 nilly. Is, is that a good result Leipzig. for them? Or is it still Leipzig, do you think? I still, I still think, I mean, even though you, you dropped 
I mean, you were up 2-0. I, I still think any result against Bayern, if you can win all the rest of your games, other than maybe Bayern Leverkusen, you're good. So it, as long as you don't lose to Bayern, you at least have a shot at the, the Bundesliga title here. And so I, I they're going to be kind of upset about it, but I still think it's a good result. It is a good result. Of course, they, that the draw leaves them out of the top four. They currently sit fifth, um, a team that we've talked about and, and quite frankly, have not been high on and yet continue to just get results, Daniel, is, is Borussia Dortmund. Um, they get another result this week. Shaky start, like I said, but they're undefeated. The only team that's undefeated, I think, in, in the Bundesliga. And uh, Bayern haven't lost or haven't dropped a point besides draw. They had two draws, yeah, right? They haven't lost. So, Bayern, Leverkusen, BVB, and... And, and Bayern. Yeah. Uh, but they climb up to, to fourth. Um, any outside shot for them at this point, given how bad they've played, and yet they're still right there? I, I mean, mean, they're a hospital, so if they can get healthy here and kind of get purring and... Maybe a early crash out of the Champions League wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to compete in the Bundesliga title here. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's good to see that they're kind of – they're figuring out answers. To, I think they're finally over the Jude hole. And Marco Royce, I mean, he's old, but he's he's kind of back in the lineup here. And they Terzic is – I was kind of very critical of Terzic uh, a couple weeks ago, and he's kind of shaken up the lineup and dropped Emre Sean and started Oshkan and, and the Mecha, and they've looked better. Um, one Sabitzer's back to health, and I'd love to see a Subdia Reyna, but it, they're, they're kind of responding here. And Adeyemi doesn't look like his old self, but full crew. Coming off an injury, too, though. Exactly, so. yeah. Full crew is kind of hit the ground running here, and if Sebastian Allaire can kind of gain some form, I, I'm going to be, I think they're going to be just fine. Interesting that we've uh, we've talked about three teams in the Bundesliga, and yet we have not mentioned the leaders of the actual league. Daniel, um, a team that we're both been very high on, you in particular, uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Shabby ball is fun to watch, my friend. It's the most, probably the most enjoyable football to watch on the planet right now, in my opinion, other than maybe two other teams. So, I mean, I'm, I, I love every single week I watch Bayern Leverkusen. And, I mean, Boniface, Wertz, Jonas Hoffman. Jaka and Palacios Mitch, uh, midfield duo is just so fun to watch and you got Frempong and Grimaldo bombing down the flanks it's it's a great setup Xabi Alonso even with the fixture congestion is able to rotate and still get results here and I mean what he, they drew against Bayern what two weeks ago yep. and so they had their big test and it's going to be I think a Leipzig Bayern Leverkusen game could be one of the biggest games of the season here I don't know when they play but I very attacking brands pressing of football, so I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it, and they just keep rolling. The, of course, the big question with Leverkusen, not only uh, from the team's perspective with, with how they've kind of um, faltered across the years, but uh, particularly the, the Javi question is, does he last the entire season um, at Leverkusen? There's, of course, all the rumors of him going to potentially fulfill Carlo Ancelotti's position at Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, it's been already been discussed that, that Ancelotti is going to be taking over the Brazil job. Do you think that he could be there earlier than the summer, or, no. or is he last to the summer? I think a thousand percent that he stays and sees out because, I mean, he just signed a long-term contract at, at Leverkusen. That's obviously not going to pin him down for, for multiple seasons, but he he's off to a hot start. 
and I don't think he would do Leverkusen like that, especially because I think Leverkusen were not in a good place when he came in, and he kind of brought them back to relevance. They were like bottom, not bottom of the table, but close to Pretty it. Pretty bad. And yeah. it was it was really bad. And he's kind of I think he's he's a very good man manager and has connections with the players. I don't think he would want to ruin that. So I don't I now after the season will different he leave? story, different completely story. different story. Yeah. But I do not think he'll leave midseason like a um, Chelsea coach. Sorry. Oh Potter. Or Tuchel. Yeah, or Tuchel. either one or anyone that we might. I don't think either of, like, they would, you know, lead midseason to get a better role. I, I don't think he would do. But, you know, money's money, so. Money is money, yeah. But I, as Xavi Alonso is an ex-player who I, I've followed quite a bit, it doesn't seem like he's that type of manager or player, so I don't I don't see that. But as we kind of rotate, you know, bit, we talked about the top four here. BBB has kind of, you know, skyrocketed in our projections here, but we do have – a couple teams that are, are looking good and, and could still possibly compete for European football. Stugart remain second. almost... They're in second they're currently. In second place. Girassi did not score, but he still has 10 goals in, in a couple, in what, seven appearances. And, and uh, you know, Union is not doing good right now, but will they get back on track? It's, it's honestly hard to say. I don't think they will, honestly. And I think who's going to take their place? Wolfsburg. Nico Kovac, ex-Bayern coach. I mean, the, the strikers there with uh, Patrick Wimmer and, and Co. Are, are per in there, and they don't really they don't have European football to worry about, so I think they're going to be top six for sure. It does feel we were talking about Stuttgart in second place when we were talking about the weird. fifth position, but um, to be fair, they haven't really played anybody up to this point. That the the right. only team that they've played is, is Leipzig, and they lost 5-1. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a little bit early. We'll see what happens. They do have... Uh, Bayer Leverkusen and Bayern Munich back to back in December, Yikes. Um, which will be an interesting time. Of course, that's way far away, but um, they can continue and they can stay in that second position until they get there. We'll see what happens, but I, I, I do, don't think they stay that high. I do want to say Hoffenheim at least looked good against Borussia Dortmund, even though they lost what three one. Yeah, they definitely dominated that game, and, so and the result was not fair to them. But sure. yeah, I would agree with that. And considering where they were last year, so um, an interesting time in the in the Bundesliga. Um, you know, a lot of teams up in the air and, and things moving around. Now, one one race, Daniel, that is, has become um, separating themselves and not really much of a race other than for these two teams is, is Serie A. Um, it does look like, or excuse me, I, La Liga. Um, three teams really kind of stepping up and, and taking away themselves here. Of course, Girona was in the mix. Um, we've talked about them, but they, they ran up against a real opponent, um, and Real Madrid put their foot down and said, hey, this is our league still. Yeah. Uh, nice to see you. Good to know you. But uh, you're, you're still a little early in the, in the project for Girona. Yeah, and I mean, they uh, they got an interesting test up ahead against Athletic Bilbao. So we'll see how, how, that, how that goes. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, Madrid needed a win. They, they've been kind of, I mean, every time Madrid lose, you know, they're under scrutiny here. That's kind of the standard. That's the way it is. You yeah, know, that's the way it is. But uh, they got two wins in a row, one on Wednesday, one on uh, Sunday. No, Saturday. Saturday. Excuse me. Yep. Again, Girona win was, was a statement. So, you know, Jude Bellingham shines at the, the top, number 10 of the diamond. So it was good to see him on the score sheet once again because we've really waxed lyrical about him the whole time. And, and it was important for that to, to be back in that position, right? You know, Vinny, Vinny back in the lineup. You take him away from being that number nine. Um, he fell a little out of place. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you said, back in the top of the diamond and a great assist. 
and then a, a great finish as well. So back to his uh, Superman self. Yeah, absolutely, and I want to talk about Barca. So they do drop points midweek against Mallorca. Um, I mean, they have struggled at times against the low block, and you kind of saw that here. And, and you even saw that um, on Saturday, and, and uh, Lamine Lamal gets put on and, and puts a good ball in the box, and they – and Sevilla lose to an own goal, Sergio Ramos, ironically. Ironically, yeah. Which I kind of love. But I do like Sergio Ramos, but as a uh, pulling for Barca here at this at this point, I, I was pretty happy about that. And Barca, you know, Rafinha gets injured yep. uh, on Saturday. Hamstring injury. So, yep. so apparently it's not too serious, but they're going to have to really count on Ferran Torres, you know, a 35-year-old Lewandowski. They're going to have to depend. You, you saw Lamine Lamal. He's been getting minutes, but for me, Lo, uh, for me Lopez, right? Or is it Torres? Lo, Lopez? Lopez. Lopez, I think. I don't know. But for he he was the guy they got in the summer, and he's, he's 20 years old, and he's going to be leaned on a lot in the next couple of weeks as Frankie and Pedri are getting back to fitness and, and still out injured. To me, the, the big story with Barca is they have the firepower, they have they have the means, they have the will, and yet for 60 minutes they look like they're just kind of going through the motions. Um, you talked about Liverpool earlier and how they give up an early goal. Barca have been away, able to get away with that. Um, they haven't given up those early goals, but they still just look like they're not really interested. And then all of a sudden the 65th minute or they bring on you know Lamine like you mentioned and and they turn it up and uh, as a fan it's infuriating a little bit because you'd like to see them go for 90 minutes and what they could do yeah uh, and really kind of let the engines run and, and, and just go for it um, so for me that, that may catch up to them as they get further into the competitions and and Champions League and, and they play Real Madrid and bigger teams but um, they can't drop any more points at this no, point, no, or they're going to be not. they're going to be chasing Real Madrid. And you lean on youth, so you'll see if pressure makes diamonds. And we saw Gavi give his heart out on the field, and I feel like we haven't really shouted out Gavi Gavi too much um, on this podcast. But I mean, what a what a player! Where do you play him? What do you what position do you call him? He really plays he's, everything. He's he plays everything it all, and, and he's a key cog for them. And yeah. if Pedri and Frankie get back healthy, I, I'm not really worried about them. But we, as we kind of shift, uh, Atletico Madrid kind of bounced back. They had an iffy. Uh, week last week as we talked about them but they had a, a good comeback win on, on Sunday against Cadiz and they were missing Morata through injury and, and Joaquin Correa kind of steps right into his place with, with a brace and Green Simon looked good and we're kind of seeing a resurgence with Sal uh, Niguez so good to see you there from for Athletic Madrid I know you're very high on them yeah and of course they currently sit fourth they have a game in hand on, on Girona from the suspended game earlier um, due to weather so, you know, that's kind of, we talked about the top three uh, in La Liga. It's still going to be that same. I think, don't, you know, don't count out Diego Simeone and his team. Um, they're going to be, they're going to be two or three points behind if they, with that game in hand. And, um, you know, you know, you know what you're going to get from them. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to be an interesting one. We talked about Barca and, the, and their struggles and, of course, the injuries at Madrid. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with Atleti. And, of course, you know, we talked about Girona. I think they're fighting for that fourth position. There's a lot of teams in that battle for fourth. Uh, my fourth position was with Real Betis, who have started to turn on a little bit here, yeah. currently in seventh. But there's a really good battle between Girona, Real Sociedad, um, your your fourth pick, which was Atletico, oh, wow. Atletico Bilbao. So um, a really interesting dynamic at both the top of La Liga and then kind of in that second tier, uh, the bottom half, you can kind of throw aside. Yeah, but no, but those top seven teams are pretty good at this point. Absolutely. And, and I mean, Bilbao had a loss and a draw. And. They're kind of injured right now. They're missing Nico Williams, who they, they rely heavily on. And, uh, you know, a red card 
at midweek kind of doesn't help things there. You gotta you gotta be disciplined there. But I do want to shout out Real Sociedad. I honestly like them to finish in that fourth spot more than Bilbao at the moment. But that might be a little bit of reaction. But I mean, I did not expect Tafase Kubo to just be on fire. And and you know they have the veteran Oria Sabal. God, I can't say his name. It's so hard with the rolling. It's like me with Sassuolo. It is. It is. But uh, they look really, really, really good. And they did miss some key pieces in the summer, but they keep to kind of they keep firing. And I'm 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 pretty bullish on them. To they are in Champions League and and they look good. They look good. They they got a result against Inter. So maybe we're sleeping on them a little bit too much, and they deserve a shout. Yeah, lots of goals in that team as well. They gave Real Madrid a, a pretty good battle a couple weeks ago too. So just a team to watch out for. Another team um, we won't talk too much about just because they're lower on the table. Sevilla, of course, Barcelona beat them, but yeah. um, keep an eye out for for that team. Of course, uh, a perennial team and and Villarreal. Uh, and Villarreal. A lot of good, you know, a lot of good teams. But really looking at the top seven of uh, where they sit currently for for me is as you know the contenders and and just the the main storylines for La Liga this I don't at think this point. Be okay, I think Villarreal and in Sevilla, even though they're bottom of the table, or not bottom, but like bottom, bottom half, 10, ish, bottom yeah. half. Thank you. Yep. I think they will rem- end up in the top, top ten. I just don't think they'll have European football like they do now, and I think the depth and the financial issues there are what's making them struggle. Totally agree, and I, you know, um, mentioned this earlier a little bit uh, prematurely. Assyria, uh, of course, um, <laughs> that title race and, and what's going on there seems like a two-team race uh, in Milan, which we've. We've been saying this whole time, Daniel. We, we thought this team was this race was going to go down to both AC and Inter. Yep. It appears that way. Um, AC Milan catch up uh, this week with two wins. Uh, one big one against Lazio, who've, who've struggled, but find a way to get a result in Champions League and, um, and, and kind of keep their momentum and their relevance going. But, uh, you know, that's kind of my thought Can, still at this point is a two-team race in, in Serie A. Any, any thoughts or any different? Of course, there are teams out there like Juventus and, and Atalanta and Fiorentina, but for me it feels like it's a, a two-team race. Yeah, and Napoli, for, excuse for me. Now, yeah. For now, um, I think the the two wins. Lazio was a good test after you know they they played a good team in, in lots or uh, in a couple weeks ago and got completely humbled. So that was maybe just an outlier there, and and uh, you know they they look good. Pull six seems like he's back to his best. Leal, as always, looks like the best player in the in the Serie A, maybe only rival to to Osimhen. Um, and inner, inner do slip up. So Milan, you know that was right billboard material there. We gotta get, we gotta get points here, and, and it's good to see they they are tied. Um, so you know maybe the the next reverse fixture, but even though they're both at the San Siro uh, later on this year, and then maybe you know results against Napoli, Atalanta, and maybe like Roma, Fiorentina, kind of whoever gets the most points out of those big draws is kind of who's going to win that game and and we'll see how they battle with uh with the depth thoughts on top four um we mentioned it's a two-team race here who, who finishes out that top four for you i know we've, we did our predictions but yeah. things have changed since then um still still the same juventus and napoli and not necessarily in that order but that was your i think that was your pick and um, same where i'm gonna say napoli third and i'm actually gonna say atalanta Brought you on board. It yeah. Brought you across the yeah. table. Yeah, I mean, I just we both hate Allegri, and we've made that very known through throughout this last what seven episodes or so. So, I I mean, I think Juve could sneak in there, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna believe the Atalanta hot. The only reason I think they maybe don't is because Juve have no other, you know. Same with Chelsea, like for. we talked about earlier. And they yeah. could, you know, yeah. with depth and the fixture congestion, kind of sneak in there, but. 
I mean, they, they drew Atlanta at the midweek, and that was a good opportunity for them to kind of – so Juve is still in front of Atlanta barely, but I do think Atlanta with their talent, the Catalaire, who was a, a Milan buy, who, who kind of flopped a little bit, he's, he's looking back to his best, and they got some guys there. I like Gasparini, too, as a manager. Don't sleep on Fiorentina, of course. Uh, a rough season last season, but much improved, currently in fifth. Well, um, uh, six, sorry, sixth. Well, uh, I mean, they did get the Europa League They did, they final, did. Yeah, Conference so. League final. So, you know, but uh, in the league, underperformed last they season. So we'll see what happens. But uh, agree with you. I think it's uh, Napoli and, and Atalanta for me, although I had Juventus and Atalanta. But I think, I think Napoli showed enough. The hangover, they got through that. Of course, all the uh, interesting talk with Osimhen and everything that's going on there, which if you haven't, we don't have enough time to talk about, but some interesting stuff going on. Of course, he came out, said he loves Napoli and the fans and, and, and the city, and so um, a lot of that could have been like the Ryder Cup, a lot of uh, media, media-driven stuff, yeah, but no. uh, an interesting dynamic there as well. well. He's gone He's gone in the summer, if not January yeah, absolutely, anyway, so absolutely. Well, I guess we'll have to revisit that conversation then. Now, we do this and we've defined this as the top four leagues. Daniel, I think we all define that. And there, there are some other leagues, though, that we want to touch on. Uh, of course, you would normally consider France uh, league, uh, as part of the top five, but they've been pretty poor. Um, we've seen that this season. Monaco leads with 14 points through seven games. It's a pretty awful. Is it pretty awful. Dismal. Although I do, have the, I do want to pose the question, is, is it just poor play or is it parody amongst the no, team? I, I think I genuinely think it's parody at this point. I literally, like in our doc, I said, is is France the most competitive league out of any of these that we talk about? And I, I, I genuinely, of hearts of hearts, think it is. Um, I mean, you have you have the top six all within like a, like maybe four points of each other. You know, Rennes, Rennes, PSG, obviously, who's going to end up kind of firing, but. I mean, Marseille isn't even in the top five right now, and, and I think they're going to turn it around. So this it could be sneaky a sneaky good year for, for Ligue 1. And um, do I think Monaco is going to keep this lead? They do play Rennes um, this, this Saturday, I think, and I that'll really indicate if they're going to you know be legit in this title push. Um, PSG, of course, sitting in fifth place right now. They drew, too. They did draw another draw. That's three draws. Claremont, too. Yeah, oh, Claremont. That's, that's a terrible draw. Mbappe started, which is the worst thing. He did. So we talked about that injury last time. It looks like it's okay. Of course, they have a big a big game against Newcastle and, you know, at St. James's Park. Uh, Champions League could have been looking looking forward to that one. Yeah, but you would have expected probably. them to win that match regardless. Um but fifth, and, and you know, the bigger question now, I think, from PSG's perspective, of course, you mentioned they'll probably get going and probably win the league at some point. Does Mbappe stay after this? I mean, that was kind Absolutely of one of his not. things was like, I want them to perform. I want to play better. I want to win things. And, you know, they kind of tempered the expectations, got him to calm down a little bit. But this performance right now, is this, is this enough to keep him for next year? I don't think so. And I think the point of the point of, Building this legitimate squad that they did this year was not only to make Killian happy, but it was look, Mbappe is, is gone next year, and and this star-studded, top-heavy team that we keep building year and after year keeps crashing out. We need to build a complementary squad here, and and they've done that this year. They they actually done that. Luis Enrique is a great coach, and I think he'll do better without Mbappe there, honestly. Um, so I think they're going to cash in on, on Mbappe. They, he signed that deal just so. Yeah, I think he loves PSG in Paris, and I think he wanted them not to get screwed in a deal 
off of free. So I think that's literally the only reason because it's they're gonna Madrid is gonna have to fork up two hundred million plus for them. So I mean, because I do like how PSG have built. I like their manager, but I, I do want to rotate to to Portugal. Um, so Sporting do sit top as we speak, and Benfica had a huge game against Porto on Friday. A common theme here, a great game ruined by a, a really, really, really bad red card. And, I mean, I can argue all day that Liverpool's red cards were, were bad, but, I mean, this, this red card given to Cardoso was one of the most corrupt, absurd red cards I think I've ever seen. It was all ball. It wasn't even a foul. You did text me this. I didn't get to see it yet. I'll take your word for it it's as bad. someone who's been... Talk, preaching corruption and, and upsetness about red cards, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's a touchy subject. It is a touchy subject. Sporting, of course, like you mentioned, sit top. I think that's kind of pretty standard for, for the Portuguese league with Benfica and Porto right there as well. Uh, another team that sits atop and, and pretty much has been in mainstay the last couple of seasons is, is PSV in the Eredivisie. Mm -hmm. um, that's not the story. Again, the second week in a row, Daniel, the story for me in the Eredivisie is Ajax and the situation there. Abandoned again. Abandoned again yeah. for the, the opposing keeper that. getting hit in the head by a bottle. Um, what what can the Eredivisie do at this point? I mean, do you play behind closed closed doors with you no fans? It or sure. It's an interesting time in, in, in Amsterdam right now. That's it's an interesting one. Five years ago, I'd probably say no, but with, you know, with COVID and, and then playing behind closed doors, I, I, I genuinely think that that could be a possibility here and um, I, I did see when I was at uh, Seville uh, Sevilla a match against Bilbao um, they they all they sectioned off and screened off the away fans um, like literally in the stadium with a panel and maybe that you just kind of panel off the entire stadium it's a sad thing to have to even reality we I know England gets a lot of stick for their hooliganism but it seems like the worst is is the Dutch league at this point, and I don't. I, it's it's a sad thing. Ajax was actually winning, so that's another match abandoned there. I have to resume later on, but I do want to talk about PSV for a second. Malik Tillman looked fantastic, had a fantastic assist, and and Pepe has looked good. And they got, I mean, they're they're second fiddle to to some guys like Luke De Jong and and Beerman and, and all those guys, and, and they look really good, and I think they're going to win pretty comfortably, but I think the only team that will rival them is AZ Alkmaar. AZ Alkmaar has been around as well, uh, European League and, and, and some games there as well, but um, Daniel, there's a lot of action this week. We touched on it and covered a lot of it. Um, you know, where do we go? Where do we cover? What do we focus on? We'd love to hear from you guys and the fans if there are areas that you want us to pay attention to. Of course, we do primarily focus on the top five leagues. If there are storylines that we're missing, uh, please let us know. Of course, you can follow us on X at Full Time Roundup. Um, join the conversation there. Also, please download and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. Uh, I know we're both empty, Daniel. Um, of course, we'll, we'll have another segment here after the break uh, where we cover our best 11 as well as your bets i know you had another good week this week so we'll grab a we'll grab a beer uh, and we'll be right back and we'll see you on the other side of the break and we're back sitting out here on the patio gorgeous night here in charlotte notice company store daniel i got the same beer I'm, you got the same beer cheers to you fall in north carolina is 
is undefeated, especially the start of fall. Where start of fall, undefeated. You, get, you do get some 80s to still remind you that a hey, summer is good, but then you get some like nice 70s, 60s of yep. just the cool breeze. Those morning runs in the oh, 50s are just yeah. perfect. We covered a lot, Daniel, in in the game segment, last segment. Of course, um, there's some amazing individual performances that go along with those games. We want to cover those. We, we do this every week. We put together our best 11 of those performances and, you know, highlight who stole the show, essentially. Uh, walk us through uh, your starting, our starting 11. Again, we do this together. We'd love to hear your guys' input on, the, on, on, on Twitter, on, you know, my Twitter, your Twitter, the show Twitter. Uh, so walk us, through, walk us through the starting 11 that we put together this week. So, so first, goalie, we got uh, Allison from Liverpool. I mean – Look, he, he did concede two, and one was an own goal. Nothing really he could do, but, I mean, some of those saves that he had were, were like, saves of the season. He had one outstretched, like, upper 90 save that was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Um, so I got to give him props for that. He, he basically kept us in this game down a man the entire time, down two men at some point. So got to give him a props for that. And, and for uh, our first defender, we have Alex Grimaldo. You know, he, he came over from, from Benfica. And um, and he uh, you know he, he scores another free kick wonder goal, and I mean that's the second time and and teams are gonna really have to be careful about giving up any free kicks for Leverkusen on top of the box because he's with that beautiful left foot of his he, it's almost automatic. Um, our second is Lukeba, Leipzig, center back. You know he came from Leon. Leon are struggling now. Shows how big only 20 years old French talent. And it shows how big he is because, you know, Leon are conceding goals left and right now, and and, and Leipzig have pretty have been pretty staunch at the back so far. And then we have we have Cardona. Um, he scored uh, the game winner, I believe, for was it Lost Pop? No, Cadiz. Cadiz. Cadiz um, against Salta Vigo, 95th minute thriller there. So, uh, would you top us off for our midfield and storage combination? I mean, what else can you say about Superman? Jude Bellingham, goal assist. We alluded to it earlier. Fantastic assist in that match. Uh, Martin Odegaard, who we both are very high on. I had him as my player of the year for the Premier League. A goal and assist as well for him. Uh, Alcohochi and Monaco, two goals and assist. Years old. 21 uh, Two goals and assist there. And then, of course, this this afternoon, uh, Nico Gonzalez for Florentina with the with the game. Well, not the game winner. One of the three goals that they had. He's One been was fantastic been fantastic. One was an own goal. So. Um, one goal there. Up front, Suarez from Almeria, three goals. Not that Luis Suarez. Not that Luis Suarez. Thankfully, the biting is over. Uh, Almeria with three goals. Um, Correa for Atletico Madrid with two goals, of course. Um, and then Orsolini. Bologna. Hattie. How can, you, how can you leave a Hattie off the list Hattie, here? Man. So. Um, of course, we try and give you some of the off-the-radar guys. And, and, again, the guys like that highlight it. We like to mix it up. So that was our starting 11. Uh, Daniel, player of the week for you. Anyone that stood out in particular? I mean, Ollie Watkins. There was there was rumors about him going to, to a bigger club. But, you know, the, the goals just haven't been there this year. He scored his first goal last week. And he has been instrumental in, in how Villa has played, but just hasn't. You know, he's got an assist, but it just hasn't showed up on the goal sheet. Goal sheet. And, you know, he, he decided to drop drop three goals and assist against against a good Brighton. So, you know, he, he deserves the shout-out. I know that 
it's been probably pimped up for a while and I'm glad I'm just happy for him as a player you know he kind of worked his way up through the English leagues and, and he found himself on Villa big move from a championship side so I'm always happy when you know you work so hard you believe in yourself you believe in your dream and, and you're kind of just conquering it big goal against Chelsea a couple weeks ago too and, yeah. you know uh, got him off the mark for me, Latura Martinez, uh, four goals, Daniel, off the bench as a sub. How many minutes? Uh, not many, How but he got 30? all four. I think it's a his, it's, uh, it's his history, uh, what he did. Of course, I had him as my golden my golden boot winner for Serie A, so that helps me, of course, with the yeah. four there. Um, for me, young player of the week, as we always do, we want to highlight some of those. Dybala. I did have Dybala. I did. I d <laughs> no, no, no. I had him as player of the year. I had uh, golden boot okay. winner was hey, Latura Martinez. That's, that's there. Uh, young player of the week, we try to highlight some of the youngsters that are coming up. For me, Lamine Yamal, we've mentioned this before, it's not always about the stats. Um, I just think this kid has something special. He comes on, makes a difference. He did get, of course, the situation that led to the own goal uh, and the winner for, for Barcelona. And Fearless. Just, just an absolute stud. And for me, um, I'll, I'll keep him kind of penciled in until someone proves me different each week. You're, you have every right to, and then for me, I have Asan Dial. If, if you follow my Twitter, I, I retweet it uh, from Football One. The kids will give him credit, but uh, they kind of, they kind of reach. They they shout him out a couple weeks ago as Batis had some injury troubles, and he's 18 years old. He, he stepped right into the limelight. He he had a goal this week, and he had a goal last week. I mean, 18 years old, and and you get your first start. And you score, you get another start, and you score again. I mean, that deserves to be a young player of the week here. And, I mean, I think this is a pretty solid list we have. Yeah, pretty solid. And, of course, again, let us know what you're thinking. If we missed anybody in particular or anyone stood out to you, um, you can follow us at Full Time Roundup and, and chime in on the conversation there. Um, we're, we're always looking to engage with you guys and hear who you think. Again, if we miss anybody, we can only cover so much soccer, so we're looking for, for the fans to let us know too. But, Daniel, it is time for you to tell the people what they need to bet on. We talked about the upfront. There are Champions League games that we'll touch on here as well as part of our bets, or your bets, excuse me. I do not participate here. But first, we have to recap what happened this week. I know it was a little bit of a challenge, a little bit of a tough week, but walk us through your best bets and as well as your best bets for this week coming up. Boys, it's, I mean, we're always due for, you can't win every weekend, right? And. And, and this was one of those weeks, and it wasn't in horrific fashion, but you know, it you you really I went I did go big on Liverpool here, and, and my mortal lock was Liverpool Spurs over three and a half, and you get a goal taken off by PJ Melo. You have two red cards, not just one but two. Uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do here? So I, that's on me, guys. Left hand up, but but I mean, you could see it. You could see it in the game that there was always goals if if you know what happened with the referees didn't happen so just stick with me parlay was an l you know a weird week with fixture congestion not making excuses i'll be better and i've actually trained my strategy so you're going to see here in a bit straight bets stugart cone over three did not hit i mean there was goals galore here and and Girassi and undav missed a couple sitters which which hurt didn't even get the push here but uh leverkusen mines pushed that that also hurt because i, I could have used the win there Monaco Marseille flew over. That was an easy game. Bayern Leipzig, bonus bet on the pod. You know, if you see, I, I give you a couple different bets. Like, I always change up one bet when I post on Twitter just to you know coerce people to listen to the pod here. So that was the bonus bet. That was a uh, new sweat winner. And then Liverpool money line, obviously with the current events there. 
that that was a tough loss but uh it's okay now we're still up 16 units all time i mean guys like i i, I can't win eight units every week here but i mean 16 units in five weeks is phenomenal so stick with me here um so for ucl we got a uh, an interesting parlay here an interesting parlay that i love so we got bayern munich against Co copenhagen liverpool first uh is it union i can't remember their name it's like the usg berlin squad we played last week um barcelona almost even favorites against um porto and then lazio plus 0.25 grab plus a half if it's a if it's there for me it was only showing plus two half which is a chinese spread is what they call it which means you you get half you get half of your uh, losses back does not apply for the parlay but f if you remember Celtic had two red cards last game they are all they're missing a ton of guys I love Lazio get right game here so that is plus 500 five to one odds there love it for my mortal lock this is where we we only risk one unit on the parlay we risk three units here on on the mortal this is Liverpool over three and a half look Jota, red card, Curtis Jones, red card, and we're at Anfield. You know what that means. That means we're starting the big dogs today because we'd usually rotate, but since guys are missing Premier League action, that means they're going to start midweek. We are going to kill Union State, I, I can, USG. And so over three and a half, we might score that ourselves. So that's, that's an absolute hammer play there. For best bets, we have Brian Marseille over three. Brian has not gone under once this year in seven attempts not one and i think marseille's in a great spot to kind of rally here they piss goals just like brighton do and i think this is an easy over three if not over five man U versus galatasaray over three currently manchester united's a hospital galatasaray has dries mertens wilfred zaha Icardi, they have all the guys. I think that's a perfect matchup for them to kind of go get a result here. So I love over three. And last but not least, Ajax in Athens. Ajax is at the back is just suspect. We saw Athens were pretty deadly against Brighton on the uh, counter. I love that going over three. And then we have domestic picks. We have a, a parlay here. Spurs, money line against Luton. Girona against Cadiz. Almost even favorites, which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in the world. And then I'm going to stick with Matt's Chelsea versus Burnley, minus 135. I, I, did a, I took a long look in the mirror after taking Chelsea and, and how they played Nico Jackson's back. I, I do think that Burnley is that bad, and we'll see if they get three points. I mean, they've rattled off two wins here. I think they'll get a third. That's a loss now. On, <laughs> hey, you're the cooler, not me. And then my mortal lock, we're going to go back to the well. This is probably... This might be the biggest of all plays of all time. Liverpool, Brighton over three and a half. This is the easiest money I have ever seen. I mean, this line should be four at least. Brighton play a very high line. And if you think Villa putting six was bad against Brighton, I think Liverpool annihilates Brighton here and they get a few too at the, at, at the end a little garbage time goal if you will and then I have uh, for my best bets Liverpool money line basically even odds which is the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen here 
they're going to be angry after that last result. Wolfsburg, Stugart, over three. Um, Stugart, you know, they've been great with the over, so has Wolfsburg. I think that match is kind of back and forth, back and forth, instant classic Bundesliga match. Over three in Monaco, Rems. Monaco has just been one of my favorite teams to bet on, and they're not going to stop until they do me dirty. So I love Monaco, Rems. Both teams love scoring goals, and Monaco loves to concede. And then over three, probably the match of the weekend, if, if you you can correct me on this, but Arsenal City, uh, I think this match flies over because I do think Arsenal score a few here, and they actually might win this straight out. So just keep that keep that in mind if, if you're looking at odds. I think Arsenal is an easy sprinkle there. Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, lots of action, of course. Uh, midweek, Champions League, Europa League, and then domestic leagues. Uh, Daniel here puts all of his bets on our Twitter page as well. You can follow us again at Fulltime Roundup. You can also follow us on our individual pages. Daniel's is Life Liverpool CLT FC. Mine is Life of Gesslin. Um, of course, you can always download the show. Give us a listen. Give us a rating, a five-star rating, wherever you get your podcast. Daniel, it's always a pleasure. There's so much going on here. Again, midweek, weekend, it feels like it never ends. But um, always a pleasure to see you. Always a pleasure to catch up. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next roundup.